0: to anyone interested in how to fix their troubled finances. Good morning. I'm David G. Toussaint with TroubledFinances.com. Why do I say troubled finances? Because many people have troubled finances today, and I bet you know some of them. Why do they have troubled finances? Because the world has a plan for your money, their money, and my money, and that is to take it from us. I hate that, <laughs> but it's true. The world has a plan for our money and to take it from us. To avoid the world taking our money from us, we're going to show you a better plan. Through stories, real-life stories of those who have fallen into the world's plan and how to get out of it, and perhaps using God's plan or how they should have gotten out of it. That This day today is January the 8th, 2022, the beginning of the new year. Are you looking forward to it with anticipation, or are you discouraged? even looking forward with dread. Or maybe you're somewhere in between. What attitude do you have? From the book, Troubled Finances, There is Hope, which I was blessed to write, we can read about this guy named Johnny Bedford. He's looking at the new year with a big question. That question is is how to manage his money properly. And we as Christians, we want to manage our money god's way because he has a plan for our money right and we want to do things his way right so but he needs to manage his money god's way so he can save some currently he knows he's not managing his money properly because he keeps running out so the question is is what does he need to change the good news is he's seeking counsel he's realized he has a problem and by the way this is what god wants us to do he says that in Proverbs twelve fifteen. He says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel. Johnny happens to be a leader at the church uh, my friend Karen belongs to. And Karen teaches our Finances God's Way class there. Johnny talked to Karen at church one Sunday and share, and humbly shared a confession. And Isn't that good to do sometimes? Share a confession. He said, I need help, Karen. My finances are a mess. I don't think I spend much, but I don't have any money, and I can't save. I have no idea where my money's going. (laughs) So does Johnny have a problem? Yeah, he's got a problem. And frankly, you know, if you or I don't know where our money's going, then we also have a problem, right? We do. So Karen told him, she says, Johnny, if you're serious about this, get a receipt for everything you spend and record it on these sheets. Then get back to me in a month and tell me what you found. So she handed him a few of our daily spending sheets, and she said, Here you go. Happy recording. So Johnny began recording all his expenses for 30 days as recommended. What do you think he found? I guarantee you one thing, he found the answer. (laughs) So they met a month later, and the shock seemed permanently etched in his face. He said, I can't believe how much I spend in convenience stores working long hours with frequent stops at convenience stores for food and drink and snacks. It was as if Pockets had big holes in them. At least he now knows where his money is going and he's working on how to fix it. But in his case, driving from construction site to site and needing lunch and snacks and drinks, he's got a problem, right? Convenience stores are convenient, but they are also very expensive. I have a good friend that does the same thing. He keeps doing things at convenience stores and I keep telling him friend don't don't do this at convenience stores it's the worst place you can buy this stuff at so anyway I personally have calculated that the foods we purchase at restaurants you and I would go to a standard restaurant are about three times more expensive than what we can purchase them at the grocery store and then eat them at home so it costs us three times more typically to eat out But convenience stores, I think, is more like five or six times the price that you get at grocery stores. So this is really getting ridiculous. So Johnny has some changes to make. In order to manage his money properly, he has to plan ahead. He has to perhaps make his lunches at home and carry them with him. And the same same goes for his snacks and drinks. So I bet you know somebody that has this problem too, right? I do. I know some people that have this problem. So how can they correct the problem? Probably by doing exactly like Johnny's doing, right? Keeping a receipt for everything they spend and then analyzing it at the end of the month. So Johnny's attitude was a question. How can I do this correctly or at least more correctly? And this is a great attitude because you and I need to be examining our lives trying to determine how best to live them God's way, right? And the first of the year is a great time to re-examine this and see if we're managing our lives and our money God's way. What's another attitude God would like us to have? I believe that God would want to encourage us. The world also has a plan for us in this area, and that is to create anxiety in us. The world says, hey, you need to be really concerned, even fearful, about COVID. I mean, my goodness, you might die, or this friend of yours might die, or your spouse might die, and be concerned. Or maybe there's a national problem concerned about, or a local problem. The point is, is that the world says, be, in, be anxious, be anxious about this. But God says quite the opposite. For example, in the book of Matthew, in chapter 6, Jesus says, For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, not for your body as to what you will put on. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow nor reap nor gather their crops into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more important than they? And which of you, by worrying, can add a single day to his life's span?" And why are you worried about clothing? Notice how the lilies of the field grow. They don't labor, nor do they spin thread for cloth. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon, in all his glory, clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry then, saying, What are we to eat? Or what are we to drink? Or what are we to wear for clothing? But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Wow, what a beautiful passage, right? Now does God say do not do anything, just sit back and let it happen? No, he doesn't say that at all. He says each day has enough trouble of its own. So do your work today, work hard, but do not worry about tomorrow, because most of the time we have little control over what will happen tomorrow, and we have no clue about it as well. Now, can we still plan? Yes. As a matter of fact, in another book, the book of Proverbs, God says, the wise man saves for the future, but the foolish man spends whatever he gets. And just so you know, I still tell our sons this one even today from time to time. So we need to plan and save for the future. The world is an unstable place. Emergencies will happen from time to time. So what's another attitude God would want us to have? I believe that God would want us to not be afraid. The world says, be afraid of this or that or what will happen or what might happen. But God says again the opposite. In the 23rd Psalm, for example, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For Thou art with me, and Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Does this say bad things will never happen? No. God says that even when bad things happen, we should not fear, because He is with us all the way, every day. Isn't that true? That's what it says. And God says the same thing in other passages in the Bible. In Luke 12, for example, he says, Are not five sparrows sold for two cents? And yet not one of them is forgotten before God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, you are of more value than many sparrows. It's interesting to me that analogy that even the very hairs of your head are numbered. You and I have thousands of individual hairs on our head like 10,000 or something it's a huge number probably and you probably have many more hairs than i do but if god even counts the individual hairs on our heads how well does he know us very well correct and how much does he care about us very much correct what a comfort isn't it it's a huge comfort to this to me Uh, When I focus on this, it just calms me down and helps me relax so I can enjoy life. I can be at peace, more peace, because of God's reassurance to me in these and other passages. And that's the way it should be, right? We should be able to be comfortable in life, to be reassured that God is with us. He's walking with us, and He controls the situation. And yes, there will be difficult times, but yes, we can work through them with His help. As an aside, I've never counted the number of times God says in the Bible, Do not fear or do not be afraid. But I heard a Bible teacher say that God says, Do not be afraid or do not fear 365 times in the Bible. One for every day of the year. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that perfect? The point is that God emphasizes this because He knows it's easy for us to be afraid and He wants to comfort us. What a wonderful concept. What a wonderful God, right? In closing, if you want to discuss this any further, I'd be happy to discuss it with you. Just email me and by going to the website at troubledfinances.com and send me a note. I will respond. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope the true story on finances helped you in some way. The story came from the book, Troubled Finances, There is Hope, available at the website, troubledfinances.com, in soft cover or Kindle. I'm David G. Toussaint, Have another great day in the Lord.